everyone. Welcome to the Cultivate podcast through the Grove Church. And I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there. And we are so thankful that you are joining us. And we are starting a new podcast series today on the Holy Spirit. It's one of those things that just too often, I feel like, gets kind of casually mentioned from church, you know, say things like trust the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in you. And I think it is one of those things that unfortunately, there's just a lot of assumptions made where, you know, feel like you can say that and everybody knows what you're talking about. When in fact, the opposite of that is very often true. It's one of those things that I think a lot of people think that they're supposed to know. I'm supposed to know who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit works and what all of that means. And 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 really, we don't. And because it's one of those things where it seems like the pastor's assuming and you feel this pressure to already know, it can very often be something where you don't feel comfortable asking questions. And so what we're going to do, and I cannot commit at this point, at um, minute one of episode one, how many sessions of this we're going to do. Just depends on uh, just what we're able to cover and just kind of, you know, interactions that I have with people about it over the next couple of weeks. But it will, it will, it will be, it will be a few because I I think there's, there's a richness and depth there in really understanding who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does and how we can best connect with him. So we'll be doing this for a while and look forward to sharing all of this with you. And we will start, of course, I think at the very basics where we're going to answer the question, well, who is the Holy Spirit? You know, you you can you can say Holy Spirit, you can say the Spirit, Spirit of God. It's like, well, who who is He? What do we really know? And I think very often we talk about that the 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 Spirit of God is moving. I think very often, too many of us we kind of imagine, if you will. I mean, imagine. I don't know. I don't know if, how much Star Wars creeps into our theology, but I feel like sometimes we make a connection between the way that the Star Wars universe will describe the force. And the force is really in Star Wars. I mean, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then I, maybe you can just fast forward 30 seconds. Anyways, um, the, sport, the force is a kind of an impersonal force that just kind of operates everywhere, you know, holds the universe together. It is not personal at all. I mean, it does, ha- it does have a will, but it is not a, it's not a personality. It's not God. It's really just kind of a, a more imp- like more of an more of an idea, like a like a again, the word force. The Holy Spirit is not a force. In fact, I feel like that the best way for me to describe or say state who He is is very is a very simple three word phrase that I like to use to, when somebody asks who is the Holy Spirit. I give this kind of three word answer, and even though it's only three words, and in those three words total, we have seven whole letters. I think in those seven letters, in these very three simple words, there's a lot of profound theological truth that can help us have a better idea of who the Holy Spirit is. So who is the Holy Spirit? I'll say that he is God. And in that, in that simple sentence of three words, he is God, there are two words there that are doing a lot of heavy lifting. The first one is he. And when we say that he, when we refer to the Holy Spirit as a he, what we're doing there, I'm not contrasting he with she. I am contrasting he with it. It is God is different than he is God. The force is an it. The power of love in the universe is an it. Karma, if one were to believe in that, is an it. It is an impersonal force that kind of operates in the world. Love is an it. 
joy is in it. But the Holy Spirit is not like that. It is not the power of love in the universe. It is not good feelings. It's not vibes. It's not things that are going out, bringing positive energy into the universe. It's, it's, he is not any of those things. He is a he. And by that, what we mean is that um, the Holy Spirit is a person. And, and I think it is very important to define person because sometimes I say the Holy Spirit is a person. And you might think that, I mean, a human, the Holy Spirit is not a human. The Holy Spirit is in fact a spirit. It's like, it's like right in the name. Um, he's not, he, he is, he is a person. And what a person will mean is like an individual, an individual with reasoning, emotion, some with a personality. And I get into trouble here. So I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be real careful in how that I phrase this because some of you can get a little bit intense about this. Okay. So there's something that makes, uh, an animal different than a rock, Right. It makes it makes something an animal. It's it's alive. Well, we'll go to a tree to a rock, right? A tree is alive. A rock is not. There's a difference between an animal and a tree, and there is a difference. Dog lovers, cat lovers, I apologize in advance. And there is a difference between people and cats and dogs. The personality and they go, oh, my dog's got personality. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But like an individual will full of emotions and choices, whatever it is, whatever. I mean, I think, I think even the most doggish lovers amongst us will understand that there's some sort of difference and what that difference is, the level at which that a person can express emotion and will and choices. That's what we mean by that. So not, not necessarily human, but again, different than a force and, and different than just some an animal that will respond on instinct or something like that, a real strong, a person, a real strong personality. Not that it's not, again, my dog is fun. It has a personality. So I'm talking about that, that, that level of personhood. And so let me just kind of give you some examples of this kind of what we're talking about when we're talking about the Holy Spirit being a person. So here, here, I'll, I've got this. I'll, I'll pull this up. So I'm more of a technical definition. By person, we mean one who has their own identity or individuality as a rational being. They are conscious of their own existence, right? And again, by this definition, if you're ready at this point to call your dog a person, there's nothing I'm going to try to say anything different. And so what are some things that we want to make sure we understand about the Holy Spirit? One is that the Holy Spirit thinks. The Holy Spirit thinks. And so in 1 Corinthians 2, what Paul's talking about is that, that God revealed these deep truths to us by the Spirit. And the Spirit searches out everything and shows us what God knows. And, and no one can know what, what, what someone is really thinking except that person. And it says that no one can know the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And so the ability to know, to understand, to even ponder and grasp the deep, powerful thoughts of God shows a, a depth. I mean, a force does not think at that level, right? Beyond that, you know, it talks about the it talks about the mind and the will of the spirit. Romans chapter eight twenty seven talks about that the Holy Spirit has a mind and a will, and so it's, the Holy Spirit thinks. The Holy Spirit makes choices, and and by having a will, it's like you know that 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 level of decision making of 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 autonomy and independence. Because I think it is important too, and we'll kind of stop right here. We'll kind of pause right here, because when we we you read about the Holy Spirit. 
and the Bible may say the Spirit of God or the Spirit of Jesus. And you might think, okay, well, it's talking about a little bit like the human spirit. The human spirit, kind of this, this, you wouldn't say that the human spirit is separate from a human, right? And if I say the Spirit of God, we're not talking about something that is a part of God the Father. It is God the Father's Spirit. When we talk about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, we are talking about someone uniquely different than God the Father and uniquely different from Jesus. So it's not a, again, God is a spirit and the same way, you know, God has a spirit. When we say God's spirit, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about a characteristic or some part of who God the Father is. We are talking about a person distinct. And the best example of this, to make sure we understand this, is at Jesus' baptism. When Jesus' baptism, he is, um, he, you know, he tells John, convinces John that he wants to get baptized and he should do it. And John's like, no, man, you're Jesus. I'm not. You, sh- you should be baptizing me. He's like, please do this. And he goes and he gets baptized. And in that moment, Jesus is in the water and a voice comes from heaven from God the Father and said, this is my son. I'm very pleased with him. And it says that the Holy Spirit descends upon him. And so in that moment, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all at the same time doing something different, being someone different. And so it is, you know, this is not a, a podcast on the Trinity, but I think it is important even when, talk, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit to make sure that we understand that when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about someone uniquely, uniquely different than God the Father and God the Spirit. God and God the Son. And so, in addition to the talking about him, the Holy Spirit having a will, having a mind, the Holy Spirit also has emotions. The Bible talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit, it talks about that the Holy Spirit has love. Romans 15, Isaiah 63 talks about that, that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. You know, it is, it is, a, it is a command that Paul gives for us to not grieve the Holy Spirit. And so, again, forces don't grieve. The human will, the human spirit, kind, the, the magic of human kindness, right? These things don't, they, they don't, they don't grieve. They're not insulted. They don't love. I mean, these are all emotions that are tr- attributed to the Holy Spirit. And so it is important for us to make that distinction. And again, ideas like this are important for more than just simple theology. Now, it is an interesting bit of theology to understand that, but the reason why it is important, because at some point later on in this series, we're going to talk about what does it mean for us to access the power that the Holy Spirit gives, and how do we understand what the Holy Spirit is doing, and how do we interact with the Holy Spirit? And there's a difference between me teaching you how to connect with an impersonal power and how to connect with someone who is a person. And if the Holy Spirit is a person, then he can be related to, not just tapped into. And so when the Holy Spirit, we talk about, we'll talk about this in upcoming episodes, that the Holy Spirit is in us. He dwells in us. We can be full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, all these different things that the Holy Spirit can do for us. Connecting with him is connecting with the person. 
you know, by and large, we pray to the Father. We very often pray in the name of Jesus when we're praying to the Father. But Jesus can be communicated with, and so the Holy Spirit can be communicated with. And especially if the Holy Spirit is inside you, connecting and understanding that He is a person is incredibly helpful as we start talking later on about how really to connect and take full advantage of what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in our life. All right? And so he is God. And so it's important for us to start with the idea of the Holy Spirit being a he. But the Holy Spirit is also God, full deity. And again, this is not you know, necessarily a Trinitarian podcast. If you scroll back far enough, you'll be able to find an episode where we spent more time in depth talking about the Trinity. But in talking about the Holy Spirit, we'll end up having talking about some of those Trinitarian concepts. One of them, which we have already talked about, is that the unique distinction between the three persons in the Trinity, the difference between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And also part of the Trinity is to understand that God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all fully and equally divine, that there is not one, they're not, they're not each one third God and altogether God. And there's not, there's not a, well, God, the father is more God than Jesus or the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is fully God. The best illustration of the Holy Spirit being fully God comes from a story in the book of Acts in Acts chapter five. And it's a pretty wild story. The, the story of the church, the church has just started to get up and going and they are, figuring out ways to kind of support one another. And a lot of people are, are, are selling off pieces of lands and property and items that they have in order to be able to financially care for one another. And so in Acts chapter five, we've got this couple, Ananias and Sapphira, who are participating in this, but aren't completely honest. So we'll just kind of look at it just real quick. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? Which is a really interesting thing here. Because you got this guy, Ananias, and his wife, Sapphira, who do something really cool. They sell off this piece of property. And they'd be like, maybe they sold it for like $50,000 or whatever. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't get on to me. I understand. They didn't have dollars. We're just playing hypothetical here, right? Um, you know, how many denarii is a piece of property was worth in the year 32 AD. So don't give me a hard time about it. We'll just pretend it's dollars, right? They sell a piece of property for $50,000 and they're going to keep 10 of it to live on and they're going to give 40 of it away or even the inverse. They're going to give 10 away and keep 40. Regardless, it's a very generous act of them. It's like, hey, we didn't give you the full thing, but we want to donate. Maybe say we just want to donate $10,000 to this cause. But they felt like that they had to have this thing where like, like we're, we're doing everything, everybody. We sold this whole piece of property and give everything here. And so they're lying about it, even though the truth would have been incredibly generous. And so again, in verse three, as you've lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money, even though you could have done whatever you wanted. And then man, Peter says this in verse four, what made you do, what made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. 
So the connection there between verse three and verse four is he tells them, you've lied to the Holy Spirit. And then he equates that in the next verse, kind of in the same thing, that uh, uh, lying to the Holy Spirit is lying to God himself. And so that is probably the strongest, like, you know, just statement about the Holy Spirit being God. But if you look at all of the things that the Holy Spirit does, I mean, we've already looked at one of them where it says that the Holy Spirit is the only one who knows the mind of God. And so to have that level of knowledge, the omniscience that comes from knowing every, basically that the Holy Spirit knows everything that, that, that God knows, right? And in addition to that, the things that the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit is the one that regenerates us, that makes us new, that brings us from death into life, that these are things that the Holy Spirit does. I mean, certainly at the direction of God and through what Jesus Christ did, but the level of power that the Holy Spirit has, the Holy Spirit is able to do things that only God can do and knows things that only God can know. And so to really fully understand who the Holy Spirit is, we need to understand first and foremost that he is different. He's distinct. He's distinct from God the Father and he's distinct from Jesus. We also need to understand that he is an individual person. And again, why that's important is that he is incredible. He is knowable. He is one that we can connect with in a personal way. And ultimately, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. And I could say, well, you know, and, and that's not just an important theological concept, but I, I want to stop right there. Even if all that it was was a theological concept, it is an, an incredibly important one because there is no greater theological concept to understand than one that tells us about the nature of who God is. That's why Trinitarian doctrine is so important. Understanding the deity of Jesus is incredibly important and understanding this is important. Because in order for us to fully worship the one true God, it is incredibly important for us to know as much about who he is as possible and to understand that he is one God that exists in three persons and trying to understand that at some level. It is an incredibly important theological concept. But like I said, it is more than that. Because I think it is of incredible importance as we talk about, again, this this just levels up the things that you will hear pastors say in, in, at the end of their sermons or when they're talking about kind of how to, how to overcome sin. He's like, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit in you. The, the Holy Spirit is there. You're trying to make a decision. This is where the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you. And that sounds good, I guess. But if I were to say that the creator God of the universe is in you, and wants to lead and guide your decisions. The, the, the God of the universe comes to dwell inside your soul and will guide you in your decisions. And the power that you have access to, to overcome sin, to become, to be, to do the right thing, that it is the power of God himself, that should give us a level of confidence in, in the overcoming of the sin, in the in, in the clarity that we can get in the middle of an important decision. Because in Genesis chapter one, it describes that the Holy Spirit was there in creation, was a part of the creation. He was hovering over um, what the universe was in, that, in, that, in those moments, those early moments of creation. So you've got 
the presence and the power of God that was involved in the creation of the universe. And it is that presence and power of God that is now accessible to you once you've put your faith in God through Jesus Christ. And so if there is an impersonal force out there in the universe that you can tap into and get some energy from, that's a really cool thing. You should totally try to do that. But if there is a person of God, one of, one, one of the three persons of the Trinity, who is a person, a personality, a being who wants to know you, who wants to connect with you, who you can connect with, and has the full power and presence of the God of the universe. And as we will look at in our next episode, that it is that spirit that comes to live inside of you. That sort of power and presence, I mean, it should be overwhelming in all of the best ways to think about the level of the incredible gift that that is. Um, it also helps make, make sense of something that Jesus said. You know, Jesus is about to leave and everybody's all, grieving and upset. And it's like, what are we going to do? Jesus, you're not, you're not going to be here. And I listen, it is actually to your benefit. It is to your benefit that I leave. It's to your benefit that I leave because if I stay, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I leave, the Holy Spirit will come. And you're like, man, that's just kind of like a, that's like a trade-off, right? It's like one for one. Like we, we take one person, Trinity, place them with another one. But the upgrade is, is that Jesus um, as God, the son, you know, he was, he was fully God and fully human. And Jesus, he was only in one place at one time. The Holy spirit comes and indwells each of us. So as opposed to one Jesus who was, who, who has limited himself to be a person at one place at one time, we're talking about the Holy spirit who can be everywhere and not being external to us, but internal inside of us. And so everything that you wish and hope that Jesus is, that same power, that same knowledge, that same love comes to live inside you and has the ability to direct and guide and help you, again, overcome things that need to be overcome, to do things that you know that you should do, to be the person that you need to be, to make the decisions that you make, to learn all of the things that we crave in this life, the God of the universe comes to live inside of you to help make all of those things happen. And so it's important for us to kind of study and understand the theology of this so that we do not undersell the power of what it means to have access to the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. And so at its simplest, continue to remember this, who is the Holy Spirit? He is God. He is a person that I can connect with, with the full power and majesty and knowledge and abilities of God the Father. And so what we're going to be doing here over the next um, several episodes, we're going to talk about well, what does the Holy Spirit do? Like practically, what does the Holy Spirit do? We'll talk next about like some of the immediate things that the Holy Spirit does for us when we become followers of Jesus Christ. And then we'll, we're gonna, we'll take a, a small little detour and we're just going to talk about some of the controversies or some of the differences that one group will have versus another group about who the Holy Spirit is and what, and what he wants to do in our lives. 
And then we'll move after we kind of take some of these theological excursions. We'll just kind of come back and just spend a little bit more time just speaking practically about how how do we connect with the Spirit and how can we make sure kind of in our day-to-day lives that we have access to everything that God wants us to have with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so again, I hope that you will you'll come back, that you'll continue to, to join us as we kind of navigate over the next uh, several weeks. Um, who the Holy Spirit is and what that ho- what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in our lives and and how we can access this this person this the 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 God of the universe who comes to dwell inside of us and to make sure that we are connecting with him and living the life that God has called us to and so again, thank you so much for joining us as we've kicked off this new series. And if you are new to The Grove in some way, we would love to know that you're listening in any way that we can connect with you. You go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Just let us know that you're listening. You can send me an email at charlie at thegrovechurch.org. And obviously anybody can do that. Let me know any thoughts that you have, questions, ideas for future topics. And we would love to connect with you on a Sunday morning if you're not already connecting with us. We've got two services, 9 and 1030. Again, all the information on that is at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Or if you're not local and you're listening along to this, you can join us live um, as we're streaming our 1030 service every Sunday. Again, all the information you need on that is on our website. Again, I'm Charlie, the lead pastor there, and thank you so much for joining us.